0: Staver, And this is Ohio Politics Explained, a podcast where you give us 15 minutes and we give you all the news you need to sound smart and impress your friends when you go out this weekend. Welcome back to another episode of Ohio Politics Explained, the TikTok on the clock edition. This week, we're explaining why Republicans want to hold a special election in August. What Ohio's congressional delegation thinks about TikTok, what the $13 billion transportation budget means for you, and why some retired teachers are pissed about how their pensions are being managed. This week, I'm joined by reporter extraordinaire Laura Bischoff. Hello, podcaster extraordinaire. (laughs) Welcome back. This is your first time in a long time. Yeah, I was at that householder thing for a while. Yeah. Our first topic is August. At the end of last year, Ohio Republicans passed a law that changed a bunch of stuff about how the state's elections operate, including the end of most August special elections. The reason being, according to Secretary of State Frank LaRose, was that these local elections are high cost and low turnout. But that opinion has shifted, and in the last six months, uh, Republicans have started pushing for an August special election to ask voters whether they want to make it harder to change the state's constitution. Senate GOP leaders have said that the idea is to get ahead of a possible November ballot question on abortion. So signatures are currently being gathered to ask voters whether they want to protect access to abortion up until about fetal viability, and they would need to win by a simple majority, which is 50% plus one vote. But if we raise that bar to sixty percent in August, then they would have to win by sixty percent of the vote in November. So there's a lot to unpack here. There is. Let's start with how likely are we to have an August special election? Uh, you know, it's interesting because the
1: um, initially the Senate wanted to make this change, and uh, Ohio Speaker Jason Stevens decided that he didn't. He wasn't keen on. Uh, reversing course on August elections. The legislature just ruled out August elections, said that you know there's low turnout, they're very costly, and we shouldn't have them. Yeah. And then the Senate was like, well, actually, we want to do an August election for this constitutional amendment. And Stephen said he's pro-life, but he is not for willy-nilly changing course in this manner. And then, like, a couple days later... He changed
0: course, and he said, I think sure it's a possibility. Well, there's this thing called a discharge petition. So if the speaker has the right not to bring something up for a vote, and so if he didn't bring this up for a vote, then it couldn't get the referral to the voters, and it couldn't be on the August ballot. But there's a discharge position is if you get, is it 50 or 51 signatures? I think it's 50 signatures. From different elected officials in the House, then you just get a vote. So you get to discharge the bill to the floor. And they don't have 50 yet, but they have 25 or 26, I believe, at last count. And they're all Republicans, so maybe he's just feeling the pressure of his own caucus on this?
1: Well, what's interesting about that is the caucus is, is fractured. It's There's the Stevens camp and then the Derrick Marin camp. And I, I'm sure the Democrats are not going to uh, join the Marin camp to make this... Uh, no um, August election happens, so that means um, you know people are going to have to. There's going to have to be a majority that will go against the current speaker and f- force his hand. Uh, you know, this is all about the abortion issue. It's an attempt by the pro life folks, the anti abortion folks, to you know get this change on the books for November. Um, I mean, this is this is a this is a right that the people have had under the Ohio Constitution for more than a century, and it would be a major change.
0: Yeah, I mean, Senate President Matt Huffman sort of said so explicitly, right? He's like, if we spend twenty million in August to make it harder to pass an abortion amendment, then he thinks that's money well spent. And you can like or loathe that position, but he was pretty clear about like why he would be doing this. Right, and it would it would apply to everything else going
1: forward. Yeah, um, you know, and and if you look back through Ohio history, there's been a lot of changes to to um, policy in Ohio that have come through the ballot that the citizens have put on the ballot. Uh, For example, our indoor smoking ban, Mm -hmm. uh, casino gambling, um, tying the minimum wage to uh, increase with inflation each year. All of that was stuff that the legislature was reluctant to move on, and the voters pushed it forward.
0: Our second topic is TikTok. TikTok. The social media app has come under fire from Congress in recent weeks over how it protects user data and whether it's a threat to national security. And if you're wondering why, well, unlike Facebook or Twitter, TikTok is owned by ByteDance, which is a company based in China. And Chinese policy requires companies to turn over information, like user data, if compelled. So there's been some hearings in Congress and uh, our rep, Troy Balderson, from down in Zanesville, said he came away from the congressional hearings more worried about the app than before, particularly about its addictiveness with children. But, you know, our colleague Haley B. Miller found that uh, Representative Greg Landsman from the Cincinnati area creates content on TikTok and sees it as a way to um, bring some transparency to what he's doing in Washington.
1: Right, and, you know, Landsman, a Democrat from Cincinnati, he's newly elected, and he said he started out with TikTok um, at the at the um, urging of his 13 year old daughter. <laughs> so, um, between that and uh, all the tattoos that he showed off to the Cincinnati Enquirer, it kind of shows that he's, you know, perhaps the hippest
0: member of the of the uh, congressional delegation in Ohio. <laughs> Yeah, and it's one of those really interesting questions, right? Because TikTok does learn a lot about you. So the way it works, if you're not familiar, is there's an algorithm and you have a for you page, which like, as you use TikTok, it starts to learn the kinds of videos that you like and interact with and spend time with. And it starts to show you more of that content to keep you on the app further, to keep you seeing ads, correct? That's how they make money, uh, like Facebook does as well. But it learns about who you are. And there's a question, I guess, if that has any value to China, but there's a question for elected officials here in Ohio about whether they would ban elected officials from using TikTok or having these accounts in part because you could learn about legislator- legislators here in the state. I guess it's like a really interesting question. Like how much should a foreign company potentially like keep about US citizens? But like, I'm, like lots of multinational companies know all kinds of shit about like what I buy and why I buy it. Exactly. Um, you know, what's interesting is with a lot of these social
1: media things, you're right, there's an algorithm that is applied. And, you know, the more you like cat videos, the more cat <laughs> videos you're going to see. The more you like dancing, the more dancing you're going to see. And the more you like politics, the more you're going to see politics. And uh, it and the, the risk with, um, with politics is that you have people going into echo chambers and, you know, you're only... Getting content that reinforces other content that you've already seen. Yeah. And so it can it could quickly be used to, um, you know, push forward a lot more misinformation.
0: Our third topic is transportation. Ohio lawmakers this week agreed to spend thirteen point five billion dollars over the next two years on everything from road repair to bike paths. And they agreed on a bunch of other transportation-related issues, like railroad safety and this quirk of Ohio law known as force accounts, which I was so excited to write about. It's, like, the nerdiest thing. But it was – like, I will give you a real quick, like, 30-second explanation. And it's just that Ohio law says that if a project, like a road repair or a bridge repair, costs above a certain amount – a public, a local government can't use their own workforce. They have to hire an outside force, so it's a force account limit. But they hadn't been raised in, like, 20 years, and lots of local governments were like, hey, actually, we can't do our own projects, but now they're considered, like, too small for private companies, so, like, we're just, like, literally shutting down our bridges because we can't get bids for private contractors, but we're not allowed to bid on them ourselves, and there was this whole big fight about, like, how much to raise them. And they did, they worked that out. They got over the hill, but... There was also a bunch of other stuff in this, right?
1: There's no increases in the gas tax. There's no increases in the fees that you pay for your driver's license or your vehicle registration. That's always good. As a matter of fact, if you're an electric vehicle owner, a plug-in hybrid owner, uh, your registration, they have an extra fee right now, 200 bucks for electrics and 100 for hybrids. The fee for electrics will go from 200 down to 150 So there's mm. a little break there for those folks.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah, it's funny because it is a transportation budget, but it deals with things like the gas tax, and that is important because was it two uh, transportation budgets ago? There was a fairly substantial increase in the gas tax.
1: Oh yeah, and that was uh, that was that was big. That was, I think, the first increase since like two thousand and five or so. Another couple things that are not in the budget is uh, they were talking about raising the. Uh, the speed limit on right. roads to 60 miles per hour. That one got scrapped. Scra- it got the kabosh because uh, Governor Dewine didn't like it. And also, there was some big push from safety advocates that wanted to see, um, you know, a strengthening of the distracted driving mm-hmm. uh, laws lo- law. The new law it takes effect um, on April 4th, and um, they decided they were trying to deal with that later.
0: Our fourth and final topic is the state teachers' retirement system. That's the public pension system for Ohio's public school teachers and support staff. And some of its board members are up for election this spring, and there's a surprisingly big fight. And since Laura's been covering it, I'm going to let her explain what's up with STRS.
1: Yeah, so the State Teachers Retirement System is for uh, teaching staff. Um, the support staff are actually in a different pension oh, system. gotcha. But anyway, there's 11 members of the board. Some are appointed and some are elected. Um, there's one active teacher slot open, meaning um, that person is going to represent current teachers. And uh, there's a big fight. There's kind of a rift on the board right now uh, among um, folks who are backed by the STRS watchdogs and the Ohio Retired Teachers Association Versus uh, some of the incumbents, and so it's Arthur La- uh, Lard. Arthur Lard, he's the incumbent. He's endorsed by the Ohio Education Association, which is the largest teachers union. And Pat Davidson, he's um, he's kind of uh, uh, he, he's a current teacher up in Berea. He's endorsed by the Watchdogs and the Ohio Retirement uh, Ohio Retired Teachers Association and the Ohio Federation of Teachers, which is the second. Oh, well, there's largest. a
0: divide. There's a
1: divide. Right, and so it's interesting because there's a big pushback. There's a lot of people that feel like there's not enough transparency about what's going on. They stopped the cola a while ago. That is the other big hitch: is that the cost of living allowance got um, got uh, eliminated in 2017. There was a tiny little like one-time three percent catch up, whatever, but it's not enough to to bring teacher retirees back to where they want to be. Um, and then there's this uh, this group QED. Uh, it's a startup company that has made a pitch um, and has um, gained the ear of some of the board members.
0: Um, and well, has this is that like let us invest our money thing.
1: Yes, and and the you know back in November of 2021, one of the board members said, "Well, yeah, they want to they want to try 65 billion dollars. That's a lot of money. That is two thirds of the 95 billion billion um, um
0: Portfolio, so uh, there is a lot on the line here. And they're a new investment firm, right? They haven't done a lot of this scale investing, right. so like they would be putting two thirds of their money with somebody. I am not saying that they're bad, but they're just untested at this point,
1: right? Okay. And, and uh, the current SCRS staff said that you know they weren't interested because it's untested and it's, yeah. and it's unproven and um, it's too risky. Um, or maybe start with like $5 billion. But again, kind of the reform, the reform folks are saying like, well, we want more transparency. We want you to be open to new ideas. And uh, so there's a big tug of war uh, hmm. at the at state teachers' retirement system, which is the second largest of
0: the five uh, public pension systems in the state. And one more thing before you go. Former Ohio Governor John Kasich is making a comeback. On television, the Republican who ran for president in 2016 is joining MSNBC and NBC News as a contributor. So, depending on where you get your news, you may be seeing more of John Kasich on your television screen. Yeah, well, I haven't seen him around state around the state house, so that's the only place I'd be seeing him. Ohio Politics Explained is brought to you by the USA Today Network Ohio Bureau. You can find us on Twitter at Ohio Explained. And if you want to learn more about any of the topics we covered this week, check us out online at any of the newspapers in our network, like portclintonnewsherald.com.